Hey, we are finally there. No thanks to John. <laughs> you don't want to come over and do the networking here. You know, I'm just about to to schedule that. So you know what? Let's let's talk. Let let's find a All day. Right. Let's get it done. I have I, I have lots of beers yeah, my, that I need to get rid of. Well in that case, I like I can drive over now. <laughs> hey it will will be like uh when steve comes over you'll be on one end i'll be on the other there you go and we'll be fine socially distanced in person welcome to talking there. heads everyone <laughs> episode 220 your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news and the biggest waste of time that wsv has ever seen in his life <laughs> i'm jeff <laughs> I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. We do read all Super Chats on the air so long as they will not permanently demonetize my channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. And last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and take part in the awesome community that hangs out over there. Yes. Good, good times. Yeah, uh, I don't know that there's been a more vocal... How do I phrase this nicely? <laughs> WSV, you have my attention, good sir. Uh, I subscribe to Disney Plus. There's millions of hours of content on there. I only watch The Mandalorian, and that's my choice. You can watch all the, the server tutorials and put together Synology NASAs, although ironically enough, I've never put together a Synology NAS in my life. Uh, that was one of the comments he left on a YouTube video earlier this week. Uh, I've never put together a Synology NAS. I don't know why you brought that up, but... Because uh, you should. But hey, screw <laughs> you. This is my channel. I do what I want. <laughs> Haven't seen any content uh -huh. from you lately. <laughs> John, love, John, love, you haven't put out videos in like months. Where you been, man? <laughs> there was a guy uh, left a comment on one of my videos of the non-alcoholic beers. He's like, if you don't want alcohol, just go have a Coke. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, why would? What if I don't want sugar? Because right. then there's Coke Zero. Right. That's the point, dude. <laughs> and then you know, you know, I love it. The people that are criticizing, you go to their page and zero content and then you look at like what they like and everything You're like oh, oh i don't, I, I don't need to impress you yeah i was like <laughs> I, I don't care it was, whatever man uh yeah content has been a little slow lately as they all say life comes at you fast uh it's it's been a rough month i've alluded to that a couple of times here on the show uh it, it you know the hits just kind of kept on coming there for a little bit. Uh, luckily, we did get some fantastic news uh, regarding my son. Uh, I'm not going to go into any details here, but uh, there were uh, some pretty massive concerns uh, up to and including potential surgery on a two-month-old. Like, we were not in 
having the best of times. Uh, but uh, we got some fantastic news as far as the imaging goes. Uh, his results came back. Uh, he had two different sets of x-rays and then actually went in for the barium uh, contrast scan, uh, looking at basically top to bottom and trying to find out what was causing some issues. Uh, came back clear and kind of uh, means that he's avoided surgery entirely, which is like fantastic nice. news. So um, we also had a, a loss in my family a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a rough little bit of time, but uh, things are kicking up. Uh, Rhett actually starts full time on Tuesday. Ugh. Like we're Ugh. a week away. I feel sorry for Rhett. I know, right? <laughs> do my laundry. <laughs> You're like I got, uh, I'm all done with editing, Jeff. What do you want me to do? Uh, here's my laundry. Yeah. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Open my beer room. I'm too, I can't even uh, do this for myself anymore. Uh, as uh, my first boss in IT used to say, his favorite job description is, or favorite job duty is other duties as assigned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he would put that in everyone's job description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see you need to have like the first video is uh rent opening your beer for you yeah there you go here you go sir <laughs> uh have him screw it up too like pour way too big of a head on it <laughs> damn it one more time right what did i say <laughs> uh Anyway, we do have a couple of super chats here. Uh, Tech Geek sends over $15. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, my deepest condolences for your loss, and I hope your son is doing well. Thank you very much. He he is uh, starting to do significantly better. Uh, so I do very much appreciate that. Uh, keep doing what you're doing uh, uh, to be there for your family, even if that means we don't get new content as often. Like I said, I do what I want. That's the benefit of running my own channel. It's my channel. I answer well, to me, and that's it. Yeah, well... The best part too is and like I hope if you guys you are like missing it. if you are missing some content, you could just join the Discord and there's lots of content on there. Ask and it's me only a question. A Ask questions. You get to see, you know, what we're doing throughout the day. Yeah, content. <laughs> right. There's plenty of extra over there. Uh yeah. and we do a two hour live show every week. Apparently yeah. that's not someone's jam, but for, for a good chunk of you, you definitely like the show. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Kren sends over the warmest of good days. Thank you so much, Kren, with the five Aussie bucks. Um, I'll see how uh, they spend up here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Elmas sends over 500 yen uh, and message retracted. I don't know where that one went. Uh, let's see. Ryan sends over $10. MSP Life got a free $700 brand new UPS today because the company didn't want to add a network module to it. Instead of buying the new UPS with the same model, uh, with it pre-installed, they just bought a one with the model, or they just bought one with the model pre-installed rather than buying the module. Um, those are the best kinds of things. Uh, I love doing MSP stuff because sometimes it's like, yeah, it's not worth the hassle. So if, if you want to take that home, we're not going to use it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> those were always awesome uh american cosworth's under five dollars and, and wants to know john how much have you spent on your steam account we were doing some steam account comparisons on the discord earlier today oh oh not much i haven't spent stuff on steam in a long long time uh with you know tap room and then kid and then stuff like this 
uh, I, I messaged him back. I said, you should go ask Steve that question. Yeah, Steve is the uh, the decided number one. Um, yeah. I actually felt a fourth um, uh, on the list. Uh, but to be fair, I also have one of the largest good old games libraries in, in yeah. there, which would bump me up quite significantly if we counted that in. So uh let's see uh michael sends over five dollars uh stay strong uh bet allowed i have no idea what that means yeah i was trying to figure out what that was too <laughs> uh we live by another uh <laughs> skull sends over five dollars so does that mean red is awesome uh gets all the mod duties as the new full-time guy uh you know he can probably take over some of those we'll we'll have to see uh, let's see. Elmist, 500 yen. Uh, afternoon, gents. Enjoying a Jack and Coke. Everyone everyone that hasn't done it, join the Discord. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. He says. Do it now. Get to the Discord. <laughs> He's in the mud. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> but speaking of Jack and Cokes and drinking stuff, I could use a beer i could as well uh john what are you uh what are you drinking tonight? Uh, i uh I'm sorry i'm gonna adjust went... your camera angle here a little bit oh that's fine You're... i'll just move yeah uh and of course i went too big with it <laughs> I, I was getting oh, way was... too much of your crotch it was starting to disturb oh, my yeah. my more sensitive viewers <laughs> there we go um i uh went to the store and i was in the mood for a stout but then uh i saw this and I decided upon this first. So I went with Great Notions, super duper ripe. Ooh. Uh, and I thought this was a double IPA. It <laughs> I love how I switched the camera angle IPA. and your beer can got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that didn't work. Yeah. Great Notions, super duper IPA is what you said? Super duper ripe. Super duper ripe. Oh, wow. Yes. So 10%. I thought it was a double. Look how bright that is. Holy crap. Yes. Like, I know you have a light pointing right at it, but... Actually, I don't. <laughs> that that color is just... I think it's just my, my saturation. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, a, that's a tasty looking beer. Ooh, it's a very multi-aromatic beer, too. I'll tell Ooh. you that much. Uh, I am going with one that I had not seen before from Deschutes Brewing. Uh, this is a limited release, uh, also a West Coast IPA. Uh, this is the Symphonic Chronic. Uh, oh. So, I I... right? Yeah. Hmm. So, I'm a little curious on this one. And I love your choice in glassware, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same, but it's... Uh... Not quite. It's like half. Well... I have the 16 ounce, you have the 12 ounce. Right. Well, mine mine doesn't uh, do the full tulip. It's an open top. Yeah. So. There we go. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Those, I got to say, are two of the best looking beers we've had on the show in a while. Oh, I know. Like, it's rare that we both get the pours right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, lemon and resident of Colorado or Oregon. <laughs> I was going to say, your Deschutes being that I'm betting it's probably more of a traditional Northwestern style. Um, 
like I said, lemon, lemon, maybe a little pineapple, kind of, okay. kind of that, that blend. Um, but dank, which I would expect so I, from the chronic half of that name. Yeah. So then it's probably the, I found that there's probably like a new Northwest style, which is more of the citrus mosaic and lemony, um, oh. but they don't necessarily make it hazy. Um, you know, it's not danky. That's like, almost, I, I would almost classify those as the new Northwest style. You know, that's exactly what this is. Um, it's very dank on the nose, like, like hoppy, you know, uh, very, very hoppy on the nose and lemony. And like I said, maybe just that little bit of, of pineapple kind of floating in the background. Um, flavor wise, man, this is like, uh, a, a mildly hoppy lemonade. Ooh. Uh, not, not a, even close to what I expected, especially given the nose on it. Yeah, it's almost shandy-like. Um, right. I'm, I'm gonna try something really quick. Okay, you know, try moving the camera. Everyone's complaining that I'm I'm ghostly white. Oh, have you met John? I know. That's just like <laughs> there. At least now I have this, which is so funny. All of the lights are on the other end and I'm yeah. still quite bright. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm going to turn your gamma down so you can go ahead and kick that light back on. Okay. Uh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, John got a new setup and he keeps changing it every week. So my color correction that I do on this side of things. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> not everyone has. Oh yeah, that's, that's way better. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, John looks so sophisticated in that chair. It's easy to get in and out of, you know, <laughs> says Ryan for $5. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Well, it was, I wanted to do the wider angle because I wanted to have, mm -hmm. to have my sword in the background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted to have my buster sword. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess not. Some things just don't work out. Yep. Yeah, sometimes your internet is more Comcastic than you would like. Ah, Comcast. Comcast. Gotta love them. <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Uh, well, I just realized I hadn't even brought up the show notes or me neither. <laughs> so maybe I should start doing my job. Where's Rhett when you need him? I know, right? Rhett's going to have to like set up every Wednesday for you. That'd be fantastic, actually. And then he has to drive home. <laughs> right. Actually, what I'm hoping for is, uh, spoiler alert, sometime this year I'm going to be building a studio. Uh, uh, I'm hoping to have a permanent streaming setup uh, where that's all we do on that desk. Uh, so it's either me doing a solo stream or it'll have room for a co-host to sit next to me. Um but the computer is a dedicated streaming box. The capture card is just for that. The audio equipment is just for that. And then I don't have to dual purpose it because that does lead to the occasional mistake, both on this show and when I'm trying to do in-studio recording. So yeah, it'd be I nice mean, to have one setting for one thing and one setting for another, and they don't, they don't cross. Yeah, so. once a week I just use this and that's it. I just point it, leave it there. I can almost just lock it in place. Yep, exactly. So, 
yeah that's that's my hope uh right let's start oh, yeah, out cool. with a little bit of nvidia news uh not the nvidia news you all are probably thinking of with the launch of the rtx 3050 uh we'll get to that in a minute uh Rather, uh, NVIDIA appears to be quietly backing out of their $40 billion plan to acquire ARM Holdings. Uh, that is ARM, the chip maker. The... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, they're, they're not really giving a reason why, but this was almost two years ago. NVIDIA stepped up and said we would like to buy arm we we would like to heavily invest in them use them uh both for artificial intelligence as well as they their smartphone smartphone portfolio which pretty much everyone uses uh you know integrated circuits uh embedded devices they're in cars they're in they're in just about everything now and so <coughs> excuse me uh <coughs> For most companies, especially one with NVIDIA wanting to get more of both a mobile and a desktop foothold, it made perfect sense. You know, yeah. why start making x86 chips based on Intel or AMD when you're just going to pay licensing to them for that technology when you can literally own your own set of instructions and and chip designs and everything else and use them for that. That was the thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As it turns out, uh, it looks like the governments are not wanting to play ball. Either the governments or the market leaders uh, who have uh, business relationships with ARM or are competitors of ARM uh, don't want this deal going through. Uh, and there are government regulations you have to go through, especially with, you know, two multi-billion dollar companies potentially joining forces to edge out competition or... Yeah, you have to go through the whole monopoly process. Right, right, exactly. Uh, well, it appears they got their answer of, you're not going to pass go, you're not going to collect $200. In fact, uh, NVIDIA will now have to write a $1.25 billion loss on the investment that they spent trying to get this deal done. No, I remember we talked about this because uh, I think this deal was like 2020 mm -hmm. and we were super excited for this, for the mobile processing graphics right. and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm really sad to see this because I was really hoping that this was in, in the very near future be a big jump and leap into mobile gaming and or, or you know, better graphics for even cheaper end devices, not even just the gaming aspect, but just, you know uh the the raspberry pies of the world cell phone lower end cell phones too will then have really great possibly really great graphics too yeah um well just look at devices like the nintendo switch the nintendo switch yeah. is an nvidia tegra which is based on arm with an nvidia uh gpu um yeah uh i did get a great question in here uh where was it at uh the Moxman, how would NVIDIA owning ARM be counterintuitive to competition? ARM's competitors are Intel and AMD. That's not necessarily the case. Um, there's also uh, MIPS, which is also a, another low, uh, low volt type or low TDP type 
uh, processor with specific instruction sets uh, that is separate from ARM. Uh, but NVIDIA is very much a competitor of ARM when it comes to mobile GPU space. Uh, and so this is this is less about Intel being a competitor to ARM and more about NVIDIA being a competitor to ARM and trying to buy up a competitor. Um, and NVIDIA wants very much to compete both in the mobile and in the desktop space. And on the desktop side of things, that would definitely give them an edge in going after Intel and AMD. Look no further than Apple with their M1, which is an ARM-based CPU. And, you know, the amount of butt that they've been able to kick over there as far as performance and, and uh, power to performance, uh, it'd make an intriguing combo. And there's nothing saying that NVIDIA still couldn't forge a partnership with ARM. I mean, that was yeah. one of the original goals of this whole thing was to uh, start making more and more collaborative uh, devices. Uh, and it just... Now, they, it is just curious, is like Intel or AMD, are, are, do they have contracts with ARM? I assume, I assume they all probably have some form of a contract. I because I'm fairly certain that Intel does uh not necessarily in their uh desktop or discrete CPU market but possibly for some of their controller stuff possibly for mm. for some uh when they were doing 4G and 5G radios I I guess IntelliSense sold off that division, but when they were doing that type of things, I believe that some of the back end was using ARM. Um, yeah, I, I would then just be curious, thinking that like, okay, maybe they're the powers that be are saying like, hey, you're gonna then take over these people who, right now, okay, you're all graphics cards competitors, but you might soon move into you know processors and other things, and they want to do that too. So you're gonna hold a monopoly over them and their contracts and their development and I don't know, I, I'm just thinking right now, but I, it, it's so weird. Cause right now it's like you said, it was a, it was a quiet uh, kind of backing out. It wasn't a big announcement or anything mm -hmm. like that. And they're losing money. Uh, so there's not a still a whole lot of details of why they backed out for all we know, maybe it was all them just saying, you know what? We found this is not just good for us. We'll take the $1.25 billion loss. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, that's, it is big. But it's like, it's not you know, like, exactly. It's like, okay, yeah, here you go. That's R&D for them on a single chip that will probably never come to the light of day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I am more curious because I was, was looking forward to something like this, you know, uh, a low voltage uh, graphics card type ARM processor so that can basically you can do whatever you want in anything, you know, almost any device right now. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had forgotten that AMD actually does use it uh, with their Epic uh, and Threadripper Pro. Um, I believe that they had some some ARM utilization in there. I think someone was saying there's ARMs used in a lot of car manufacturing too. Yes. No. ARM is uh, very much used uh, in the automotive industry, both for info infotainment, uh, for ECU, for a lot of various things, uh, because they can be programmed with very specific instruction sets to run them very quickly and do it at very low power and very reliably. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
Anyway. Anyway. NVIDIA is backing out of that partnership. Next. They're losing an arm, <laughs> but hopefully not a leg. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Thank you, John. The, the joke was there <laughs> the whole time. You just had to <laughs> put it together. <laughs> Oy. John, everyone. Uh... <laughs> What's that? What's that uh, family guy? Uh, that's our quagmire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you say we uh, give the people what they really want? And that's a sponsor segue to today's video sponsor in Linode. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Linode. If you've ever wanted to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space, you know, like the madman that I am, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software for most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode also recently announced they are the first alternative cloud provider to have NVMe block storage available to all customers. Back in September, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit when signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing, and thank you again to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Linode. So remember, if you want some space, save some money, use that promo code, people. <laughs> save that green. Yep. Wait, did you say 120? Huh? Did you say 120 in your promo? $100 60-day credit. Ah, uh, I thought you said $120. Nope. $100 60-day credit. Ah. Uh, uh, we did have a couple super chats. Let me scroll back up here. Uh, American Cosworth, shout out to fellow YouTuber Timmy Joe Tech. Uh, glad he's doing well after open heart surgery. Yeah, I had I saw that he uh, he went through open heart surgery. Uh, I didn't realize he was going in for it until I saw the tweet where he's in a hospital bed and he says, I'm still alive. And I went, holy crap, dude. <laughs> so yeah, Timmy Joe, uh, glad to see you're doing well and please continue doing so. Novella Hub, uh, $5. Does Rhett get paid in Rainier? No, but I think I need to start stocking it here at home. Uh, that means you got to make room in your fridge and you got to get rid of some of your other stuff. No, it just means I, means I need another fridge. <laughs> there's there's the, the big walk-in fridge for Jeff and then Rhett gets a little like mini cooler, yeah, mini fridge yeah. with like a six pack. You know how it goes, John. You don't reduce the the number of fridges you have. You just oh, get yeah. a bigger oh, fridge because <laughs> yeah. inventory's not going down. Oh yeah, of course. What am I going to do when I hire another person? Yes. You know. Watch, you're going to do that, and they're like, "I'm a wine person." Oh, that's totally fine. That's fine, but now I got to build a wine cellar. Although, see, I was talking. To I can someone get a little. And... I can get a little wine chiller, like a twelve bottle yeah, chiller a for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So. Um, someone was saying, uh, I should go and, uh, because I, I'm, 
I'm I'm starting to run out of space mm-hmm. just because I'm collecting more now. Yeah. And then I don't have room for just the regular drinking stuff. And uh... <laughs> I was out of standards a couple of weeks ago, so I had to come on with like three twelve. I, I had to go. I had to go buy beer for today. <laughs> oh it was either that or i was like even yesterday i was like i want to i've been craving a stout for days and i had to go to my friends i was like all right what's the least likely 2019 big bad baptista brandy barrel age mine was a that's uh, the worst i got mine was a 2019 (laughs) abyss yeah (laughs) i opened my fridge and it's like like, and it's like part with this i guess yeah do, do i want the do I want the 2020 Bourbon County Stout or do I want the, you know, it's like, I don't want to open any of those right now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, all right, what's in the back? Oh, I kind of forgot about you. <laughs> okay. Because of that, I'm going to feel less pain opening you. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious too, actually. Cause I had like the peanut butter one on the show and it wasn't that good, but this brandy one was like, yeah, yeah, this is the bad, bad piece that I remember or the big bad. But anyway, someone was saying that they were saying, because they have those um, yard coolers. You know, you did like dig like eight feet underneath with like a pipe and a spring load and they'll pop up. And I was like, oh, I should do that as I'm mowing my lawn. I'll just like hit it and a beer will pop up as I'm mowing, chug it down and just yeah. keep walking. And I could then judge how long it takes to do my lawn by how many beers I have. Just be like, All right, this is a, it's a two beer lawn day. Yeah. All right, yeah. So. I, I hire lawn guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them. I hate yard work. I can't no, I stand like, yard work. I enjoy some of I hate the tedious like weed pulling. Yeah. But I like mowing the lawn. I like trimming some trees, stuff like that. But I hate, yep. oh, there's weeds everywhere. Uh, I want to spray it. Yeah. See, and, I, and I, can, I, don't, I won't even pull it. I, I can it. do some of the larger stuff. I, I keep our, uh, I wanted a house with no trees on it or a, a property with no trees on it. I bought this house. It has 39 trees on the property. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so all of a sudden I have to maintain them all. And I, I don't mind going up and trimming branches and, and whatnot. And we have a whole stack of arbovitas in our backyard. Uh, I got to mind keeping them looking nice and whatnot. I hate mowing the lawn. I hate weed whacking. I hate pulling weeds. I hate gardening. I like, it's just not me. I, I, I don't like yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I I like it. It's just it's a it's a complete opposite then of computers. Yeah. It's so you know, back to not basics, but just a way from tech, non non electrical. Although there's the electrical stuff as I was trying to like come up <laughs> with something, but just technical you know jargon. I can I just put on my sound soundproofing headphones and like I tell my son don't come near me when I'm, when I'm doing stuff because I won't hear you. <laughs> you know, my wife has to call me just because they're Bluetooth connected yeah. to tell me I'm, she's right behind me. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I zone out. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, I just, I'll just zone out. Uh, and then bonfires. I love bonfires. Oh, I love bonfires. That yeah. I can do. I'll, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to the farm and just purposely cut down. I'm like, Oh, that, that needs trim. Oh, gotta burn this. <laughs> Uh, Denver uh, sends over a $5 donation. NVIDIA could have, do- all done, could have done this all years ago without buying ARM. They abandoned the market or clearly want to charge too much. $300 for a six-core chip. Not quite sure what that's in regards to. Because NVIDIA doesn't sell CPUs. Uh, 
No. Uh, sends over no, another five dollars. Uh, Denver says you can currently buy those Nvidia. Oh, he's talking about the Jetsons. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, the Jetson Nano and the Jetson TX2, uh, extremely overpriced. Buying ARM won't change that. Uh, those are extremely overpriced because they are development boards. They're not meant for end-use embedded projects, uh, and so you're paying more for access to that hardware that you will later turn into a product of your own. That's kind of what the Raspberry Pi is supposed to be also. It's just the Raspberry Pi is so inexpensive and it's good enough for so many things that you can use it as a $35 to $85 computer. Uh, I mean, heck, the 2 gig model, you can run a full Ubuntu desktop on now. I mean, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, they're two very different platforms aimed at two very different markets. yeah, the Jetson Nano is 160 to $200, I think, for the dev board. Uh, and the TX2, I think, is 400 if I'm remembering correctly. But you're paying to access those so you can use it as a development platform to develop your own phone based off of that chip or your own computer or embedded solution or AI, you know, machine learning vision thing. Uh, that's what they're meant for. They're not meant for you to buy and use as emulation boxes. Uh, NetGuy sends over $5. Congrats to Rhett on getting a job that lets you drink on the clock. Yeah, John needs to uh, find one of those. Uh, do Oregon labor laws... Oh, oh, they just don't know it. <laughs> right. Do Oregon labor laws mean he'll have to keep his shirt on now? Technically, he's a contractor. So uh, while I can set, like, dress attire... Uh, for here or set a dress code, he doesn't necessarily need to follow it, and I would just need to discontinue his contract. But technically, he's his own boss too. So, so wait, does he set his own rate then? Yep. Ah. Yep. So then I could I could. All right. All right. <laughs> and Cosworth says, uh, please enforce a minimum clothing or workplace minimum clothing rule. <laughs> Wait, I, you know what you might want to check, though, is uh, if, like, I don't know what type of work environment. Do you, do you like the cold or the, the warm environment? I prefer cold. Okay. So you might want to ask Rhett. Like, he might be like, I'm a hot guy. He's always going to. Walking with sweaters because he's always wearing sweaters all the time. <laughs> I know. He's just gonna be like, you're gonna be in flip flops and a short, and Rhett's gonna be in like a beanie, a uh, big old jacket. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, my standard dress attire here uh, is flip flops and shorts and sixty two degrees. Like that's where I like it. <laughs> oh gosh, sixty two. That is way too cold. Oh my gosh. We keep most oh, of the house at sixty seven. I, I turn the thermostat in here a little lower. Okay, yeah, six, 67. I, I do my house at 68, yeah. so okay, that's fine. 68, I like. My wife does, like, turns it to 70. And I walk in the house, I'm like, it is hot in yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I cannot stand it. I like 60, 69 is pushing it. Um, it's, 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 I don't, even when it said that, I turn it off. 68, 67 is right about perfect. Yep. 62, that's cold. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on. I uh, need the sensor bar generator from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
let's go ahead and move on. Um, I don't really have a slide for this. I think I put one in the YouTube notes, but they're not in the official show notes that were oh, okay. that we've got. So if you wanted to take a quick look at that, it's more just for reference. Um, there was a little bit oh, yeah. to to. I'm going to discuss an issue today uh, with the current generation offering of low-end video cards. I will just acknowledge there was a bit of a back and forth on Twitter between a couple of personalities. Um, I just want to say I am in no way adding fuel to that fire. I am in no way commenting on that. Uh, I know everyone involved. They're all great people. Whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm here to talk specifically about the video cards and the two points of view that were had uh, are pretty, I can see where both are coming from. Uh, one point of view, and again, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but basically one point of view on the RX 6500 XT and the RTX 3050 from NVIDIA, which are both officially out now for 199 and 249 at MSRP. Uh, good luck. Um, yeah. One point of view, and this is from a lot of the big review sites, are they're tired of NVIDIA and AMD profiteering off of the current GPU situation. Which I get. I totally get. Uh, I totally understand it. The free market being what it is, though, they're allowed to charge whatever they want, and they can set an MSRP, but... If you set an MSRP for 199, and I'm just going to use the retail price here, I'm not going to say, oh, they're selling them to resellers for X. If they say MSRP is 199, uh, and then a reseller turns around and says, well, I'll give you $240 for them so I can get them in stock, you're probably going to take that as a business, are you not? Like, I'm in business for myself. If someone offers me more for the same product that I'm offering, I'm probably going to go with them. And that's how short the market is right now as far as graphics cards are. Now, AMD and NVIDIA themselves may be selling it directly to distribu uh, distributors, board partners, etc. Um, at, you know, in a, at the, the price where they could sell it at MSRP. But if you're a board partner and you have an opportunity to sell it for more than what you might otherwise be able to sell it for. Speaking as a business, you'd be stupid not to do that. Yeah. If I have, I mean, I sell ads for my channel. I, I you know, most videos are sponsored by someone. Uh, I sell ads on my channel. If someone offers me $800 for an ad, cool. That's that's really good money. If another party comes along and says, hey, we want to buy ads on your channel. Do you have room for us this month? And I say, no, I don't. Well, what's your rate? And they say, oh, 1500 Sorry, I'm going to bump the other one because that's just good business sense. <laughs> and so I can't hold AMD or NVIDIA or board partners or resellers or distributors or retail chains. I... I I have a really hard time saying you can't profit off of, you know, market demand. 
kind of why they're in business is to profit off products that they sell. Flipping this story around. Um, the other party involved said, you know what? The 6500 is not a bad deal right now. When is the last time we had a graphics card that was available for $200? That was a 1080p gaming card. Yeah. It's been a while. You can't even get a used RX 580 for $200 right now. And yeah, the 6500 performs about as well as a 4 gig RX 580. Uh, it's definitely more power efficient than an RX 580. Uh, but at $200, if you can get it at MSRP, given the current market situation, I don't see that as a bad deal. Now, I can be angry at NVIDIA and AMD all day long for the graphics cards releasing at the same price performance level for three straight generations. Like the RX 580, when it debuted, was $259. We've, we've gone down $60 in four years, almost five years, <laughs> four years, I think, for the RX 580. Yeah. Uh, like, the graphics card itself is not a great deal, but at the same time, it's kind of the only thing available right now. And I'm looking over at the, at the RTX 3050. It's kind of the same situation. Now, the RTX 3050 is a better deal, but it's also $50 more expensive. If you are on a tight budget and you only have $200 to spend on a graphics card, your de facto answer right now is the 6500 XT. If you can spring some more money, I would absolutely recommend getting the, the RTX 3050. It's a better deal all around. It has double the memory. It it does ray tracing at a reasonable rate. Uh, it's It's around as powerful as a 1660 Ti, which was a more expensive graphics card last generation. Like, it's kind of hard to fault that one at all. Now, the problem is, both those graphics cards, we know they're not going to sell for $199 and $249. We know they're going to sell for $320 and $380. Yeah. Or $400. Yeah. If they're the only cards available, and... You don't have a graphics card right now. Like, it's kind of hard for me to sit here, arms full of graphics cards, going, that's a terrible deal. Like, you should just wait a little bit longer. Really? Yeah, that's not, no. Yeah, well, that, I don't know. That's hard because, especially the market right now, is every, everything so high. And then you're just like, okay, it's $400. Although, I guess to your point, though, <clears throat> it is interesting. Before the whole 30 series and everything, two years ago or something two plus years ago when they were starting to come out graphics yeah, cards were about okay, yeah. that yeah we're about that much mm-hmm. you know uh, um so <clears throat> technically i mean that was one of the big things we were always psyched out about the the 30 series was the bang for buck you know it was a lower price and better graphics uh or you know better powerful more powerful cards and then <clears throat> the rtx has come out same thing same concept um, but really now with the whole demand and they're, they're just nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. they're roughly the same price as the equivalency 
of what the the are the most powerful cards were three years ago were right. before they came out. Right. And so you're you you kind of are, but we were at that time also saying graphics cards were at a ridiculous high price. Right. Um, this has also been an issue that I started to touch on uh, a year or so ago, and that is that the price of graphics cards in general has exploded. And I'm not just talking about, uh, oh, the RTX 3090 is $2,800 today. Well, I kind of am, actually, because remember when the GTX 1080 came out and it was a ridiculously power powerful card? It was their yeah. flagship card. $599. That was retail yeah, price. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that's, what was, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you could get a 1060 for $230, I want to say, for the 3 gig. Uh, 1050 Ti was $140 MSRP when it was announced. $140 for a 1050 Ti 4 gig card. Uh, since that time, uh, and really even going back a generation before that, where a 980 was $399. You know, we're, we're talking their flagship card, not including the 980 Ti, which came out nine months later, but the GTX 980 was their flagship card. Sold for $399 at retail. Right now, that gets you the second tier card. That's that's yeah. not the the thirty fifty, but the thirty sixty is sitting there at you know three hundred and fifty dollars, three three seventy I think uh, MSRP on it. Yeah, that's their sixty series card, and and so. What NVIDIA and AMD, I'm not I'm not just singling out NVIDIA here. What what they've both been kind of doing is seeing what the market will bear and scaling up appropriately. Uh and what they found is people are willing to spend six hundred dollars on a graphics card. Well, the next generation or let's let's bring out a nine or a ten eighty Ti and a and a Titan X Pascal. We'll price those at a thousand and twelve hundred. We'll see if anyone bites. You know what? They did. So let's circle the wagons again. Let's do an RTX 2080. Let's price this at $700 to start. Yeah, or, or yeah, whatever. And suddenly it's $1,300 and $1,500 for the, yeah. uh, for the Titan RTX Titan and the, the 2080 Ti. They went, you know what? I think there's room there. Tell you what, let's price the 3080 at $1,000 and the 3090 at $1,500. Guess what? People still bought them. So the inflation of the upper upper end of their market has also led to inflation at the lower end of the market because they're not going to price a 3080 at $1000 and produce a 3060 at 230 bucks yeah like yeah that's stupid yeah exactly but uh it's just it's hard because it is disappointing that it's not just them though too because there are like you were saying earlier on was people are just going into these stores and buying them up and and, and marking the prices up right um because of the limited supplies and but then what is the store also supposed to do 
it, they'll mark start marking their prices up trying to combat those people but then everything is just start stacking up on stacking up and people will just are so graphics card hungry mm -hmm. because uh the times that we're living in these these games and, and video editing and whatnot and coding is coming out we want higher compression and whatnot you know higher 4k frame rates uh we have ray tracing and these cards handle it better the older generation doesn't quite handle it better so they're forced right to spend the money to go out and buy these and then from scalpers which then justify the scalping yeah. for the scalpers one one thing I'll, money, so. one thing i'll also say um i think this problem is a lot less about the scalpers that are going to stores and buying 30 of them the problem is the graphics cards aren't making it to best buy and micro center and and all the the retailers around the problem is the best the uh there are people in the middle of the distribution chain that are buying massive quantities of them and either sending them to the mines or putting them up on eBay and and offer up and Facebook market and everything else. You can find graphics cards uh, on, you know, direct sales websites. Yeah. They're all insanely marked up, but that's because Best Buy doesn't get any stock. And when they do, those are all spoken for and bought out months in advance by individuals who are trying to get something. So I think the the scalpers... I guess what I was trying I don't to think say that's where the problem I, lies. I guess when I was trying to say scalpers... That's just I, the I most visible scalp... to us. Yeah, but I, but I also meant the the middleman because it, to me that mm -hmm. is a kind of a form of scalping. I mean, they're basically it totally just... Is. Right. It, they're just totally going in and raking in as much as they can and then they're marking the price up right um and to me that's just a a, a bigger form of scalping right and, and you know but at the that, same that's... time if you're a distributor who sells graphics cards to best yeah. buy or costco or whoever if you're a distributor and best buy has an agreement to buy the graphics cards at 180 dollars a pop and you get an offer for 220 a pop guess what you're going to sell them at 220 a pop because yeah. you don't care about gamers. You're in this distribution business to make money. Yeah. And so, again, it's kind of hard to fault that, even though it angers me so that those cards will never make it into the hands of anyone at the $199 advertised price point. Yeah, I mean, if I had a, a, at the tap room, a keg of beer that, for some reason, was the greatest keg of beer, you know, the, the original Great Notion, and then... And then all the other batches, for some reason, went bad, and I had the only one. I'm not going to sell it at the standard rate, right? You know, it's like that—that that would be stupid of me. I could, yeah. It's also very stupid of me to be like because it's in such high demand. Is that a jerk move? Kind of, yes. Yeah, but uh, you're also but in the business I, of getting I'm also kegs in the business of beer, of, so of, people of getting can drink. kegs of beer, and I, I. You want, I need my business to succeed and I want this. And so I need that income to continue. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then I guess at the same time, there is technically, I would say if there's a level of it being too much to where like, Oh, I have the money to buy it all. Right. It's, you know, uh, and then I'm going to screw everyone over then everyone that's the monopoly. Yeah. But aspect. now you're playing monopoly, right? <laughs> now I'm playing. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's, that's, that's the super jerk move. I own all the gardens in Boardwalk. <laughs> yes. I've, and I have hotels on uh, yeah. Madison Avenue, Broadway. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, Novella Hub, $5 donation. Thank you very much, Mr. Hub. Uh, will you post a video on the channel next for an alarm when the fridge is open? Asking for Rhett. <laughs> you know what I might do is set up a camera that automatically tweets whenever the door opens. <laughs> That'd be a fun yeah, one. Yeah, but... Or, or, like, have a weight scale of, like, you've just lost 12 pounds of liquid fluid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I weigh him as he comes in and as he goes out. <laughs> Rhett's sitting there like, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, American Cosworth, $5. Uh, just an FYI, 12 gigabyte Tesla M40s are going for as little as $132 on eBay. Fantastic deal for the enthusiast who needs about a 1070 level card um, or maybe a little bit more video memory. But again, it's not for the the everyman gamer. Um, no. this is not going to solve your entry-level PC problems. This is not going to replace a $200 graphics card because where do I plug a monitor in? You don't. Uh, I don't know the first thing about Linux. Well, you're screwed. Uh, how's this, you know, GPUP thing work? <laughs> um, like, there are ways to use that graphics card. And for $132, it's a freaking phenomenal deal. Um, I mean, I use a, a Tesla M60 which is the dual GPU uh, version of the uh, GTX 980, uh, dual 8-gigabyte graphics cards on a single PCB. One of those is my dedicated video editors. It, it runs a VM that Rhett remotes into, and he edits video from his house. So well, actually, I was thinking about picking one of these up for my, for my editing. <laughs> honestly, it's not a terrible deal. No, I know. I was like, you know, I could probably use this for my editing, right? Yeah. That's a pretty good uh, You'd still probably need to run it through virtualization to make it really effective. Although if you're just using it for editing, that'll get that's, you the NVENC encoding and everything else. If you, that's, that's kind um, of, because I wouldn't be gaming on that system. No, do you, no you have the, uh, the Tesla M5000 or the Quadro yeah. M5000. No, the Quadro. Yeah, yeah, Quadro. That's what I meant. Yeah, the Quadro M5000. Yeah. Uh, this is essentially the same encoder. So yeah, it, it wouldn't. I, I don't think it's twelve gig. It's not, it? it's only four gig, but yeah. Um, I I don't think more memory would actually do your workflow. I'd have to. We'd have to see what your workflow actually is. Um, yeah, it only it only gets really clogged down if I start doing a lot of like, uh, not B roll, but it, just essentially I have to do layers of editing. Yeah. And then it gets starts clogged. Yeah, that, that's like one video a month, if that. Not even that. Like one video every two or three months. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, yeah, I mean, one hundred and thirty bucks, but you've also got to find a cooling solution for it. Yes. Which, I mean, I know a guy so, who jury rigged one together, and it works pretty freaking well. I mean, that jury rigged uh, cooling system for the M60 is what's running in my server and what is the backbone of my video editing right now. So, um, I will say it works, and it works quite well. Uh, but the M40 is not for everyone. It's not a buy the video card, pop it into a computer, plug a monitor in, and you're off to the races. It's a set up a virtualization rig and do a pass-through, and I'm gaming off a Parsec machine, which means I have a remote client of some kind, and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not a plug-and-play solution. Um, uh, let's see. Mr. Hayden Jr., $5 donation. Thank you very much. Uh, two months before COVID attacked GPUs, a Titan XP was $300. Now it's over a grand again. Um, I will say, 
if you're diligent, you can sometimes find some deals on graphics cards. Uh, I myself, during the midst of all this, purchased cash money, uh, three Titan X Pascals for $1,000 in total. Uh, one of them I only paid $300 for. And so the deals are out there. You just have to be hunting and you have to find them. Yeah. I'm still not saying it's a great situation, but that's how I was able to do my 12 gamer one CPU rig when I finally got it done was that was done with Titan X Pascals. And let me tell you, no sponsor paid for those cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, you, you can, you just have to be diligent about it. It's yeah. not like you were saying walk into Best Buy. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it is, it is not the typical, what we're used to pre COVID mm -hmm. stuff of like, Hey, I want to go computer shopping. Oh, I'm out for a TV. <gasps> oh, there's a graphics card right there. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm, you know, it's not that. It's not that impulse buy anymore. Right. It is. You have to go searching around. You might have to spend three months, probably diligently, like looking and 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 joining some boards of like, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm gonna notify you when these are out. Yep. Type of a thing. Yep. Uh, Denver sends over five dollars. Thank you very much. Uh, been fun, guys. Got to go to bed. Wanted to say if the nanos were really just for developers, then the two gigabyte Nvidia Shield TV would cost the same as the two gigabyte Nano. Um, I'm actually not sure what the two gigabyte Shield costs, so you'll have to forgive me on that. Uh, but dev platforms cost more than retail platforms. They have yeah. more in them. There's more headers. There's GPIO access. There's a lot of other things that are locked down for final retail products. Um, so, agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, Tech Geek sends over $10. Thank you very much, Tech Geek. Uh, gotta run because work. <laughs> Loser. No. <laughs> <laughs> sucker sucker uh keep up the great work and the great content even if it's the worst waste of time some people have seen in their lives that's right yeah he, <laughs> he hasn't watched hops and brews yet <laughs> uh wsv this show goes out to you wherever you are tonight <laughs> How how is your uh, curious? How had that the shoot treat you? It was quite good. Good. It's also quite empty. Um, yeah, that was. What was it called again? Symphonic Chronic. Symphonic Chronic. Yeah, I might have to look. For that. Uh, it is uh, seven point two percent melodious mashup, uh, mixing West Coast kettle hopping with East Coast dry hopping. Biotransforming hop aroma and flavor into a bright, skunky tropical symphony. Um, like I said, the the hops were very much on the nose. Like like I said, dank, skunky. I think those are fantastic uh, denotions for that. Uh, but Lupo uh, Max, yeah. Flavor wise, kind of a lightly hopped lemonade. Like I said, there right, was some. Here Here's the description. Okay. Uh, the, this is the end of it. Creating a new take on the classic West Coast IPA. Well, there you go. That is the the final line of their beer. So, uh, yeah. A symphonic of dank and tropical tones, creating a new take on the classic West Coast IPA. Yeah. 
And that's what I'm saying. I, I think that that is the new uh, West Coast IPA style now is they're going for not necessarily New England, but they're using more of the Citra Cascade mosaic right. to get the citrusy notes out. Yeah. And and they're balancing that with malt, and that's the new West Coast. Yeah. Well, like like they said, they're kettle hopping, which is usually how we get our West Coast sours. Um, yeah. And then East Coast dry hopping, which is how they pretend to do fresh hopping like we do over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, interesting beer. I really liked it. I'll have to pick one up. Yeah. Uh, I think this is only available in their 12 pack. The, that's ah, how they get you. That's how they get you. That is how they get you. <laughs> I mean, Although I bought I the 12 still, pack. I, would, I know. I was going to say, I'd still buy the 12 pack. The shoots, it's still good stuff. Right. I still want to find. So they came out with, uh, yeah, that that non alcoholic uh, Black Butte Porter. Yeah. I want to go. I would really want to go and try that. Uh, that one because I, for like, you know, you, myself, and Steve were always like, oh, what's the first craft beer? And, and, that got you into craft beer. Black Bee Porter's right Black up there. Black Porter yep. is right up there. Like, this is like one, two, or three for all of us. Like, oh yeah, I was like Black Bee Porter because I, I tried that and that was so different. That's usually what gets people. Yep. <laughs> so I would love to try the non-alcoholic version. Yeah. No, I, uh, of you posted that that was released and I, I'm very intrigued by that one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even mind having that if it's decent as like, yeah, I'll keep a pack of that in my fridge. I have no problem with that. Yep. Anyway, uh, you teased that uh, we're going to do some some dueling stouts. Oh, yes, I did. So uh, what do you got? I do. I do have. So as I said, I, I, I went to the store today and I wanted a stout. I've been craving stouts. I don't know what Until it is. you've been craving just, stouts. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just kind of IPA burnt, even though I just had an IPA. Yeah. But uh, I think it's more of like uh, not dry January. I'm just like, oh, I'll cut back even more so than usual. But and then for nighttime, uh, instead of like having a, a cocktail or something, mm-hmm. I just kind of want a, a, a bigger, meatier stout yeah. or drink. And so I always want a stout. But all the stouts I have are these big collectors ones. Yeah. So. I went to the store, I was searching around and everything, and um, $10 here, $12, and I was like, God, that's just, I don't want to spend that much because I can go buy two or three of something. Right. And then I just came upon an old classic, and that is just our favorite. Oh, yeah. Santiam Pirates Out, and I was like, I cannot pass this up. Is I just have so much fond memories in, in fact i was going by oscar blues and they were like death by coconut and i was like yeah that's pretty good okay and then i saw this like nope this is my coconut beer so sandy ams pirate stout rum barrel age coconut, coconut stout oh so good such a good stout um much like you uh i i went to the store a week or two ago and uh uh, I was I was out of a lot of my standards, and so I grabbed a single twelve pack. Uh, I grabbed the twelve pack. I think I bought the uh, the Hop Valley Cryo twelve pack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, I, I buy that. Great one, great one to get. Um, while I'm walking through, apparently my local store got in or decided to release out of their cellar a pretty substantial collection of rare beers. <laughs> um, 
So what started out as a 12-pack and a bag of chips wound up being $258. <laughs> I've had I've had those grocery store trips, yep, so I know yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, they had everything. They had, uh, that's where I got the 2019 Abyss bottle at. Uh, I got, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting most of the beers. I bought six bottles of 2021 Bourbon County Stout. Yay. I got six bottles because <laughs> they had them. <laughs> they had 12 on the shelf, so I took half. <laughs> um, they had a number of other big rare beers, and I, I'm like, one of those and one of those. I'm just walking down the aisle with my cart, <laughs> just, just doing that. Uh, one of the beers, <laughs> one of the beers that I happened to pick up is the first time I've seen this beer for sale hmm. on this half of the continent. Okay, now I'm intrigued. Uh, this is a beer that I've only ever received in beer mail. Now, I've received, I think, three different variants of it. Um, this is the most recent v- variant of it from Lewitt Brewing. Oh, War Tortoise 2021 barrel aged. Ooh, that is a rare find. I yes. will admit that is a rare find. Uh, yeah. Yes, that is a, that is a good <laughs> beer. I think that's what like eleven or twelve percent. Uh, this one's actually only nine point eight. It's, oh, okay. it's not for some huge. Reason, yeah, for some reason I remember War Tortoise because I've had. Yeah. Either the 19 or 18. Yeah. Uh, I actually have, I think I might even have an original Lewitt. So funny story about Lewitt. Uh, they had a IPA called the Shadow Shinobi or Shadow Ninja IPA. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love the artwork. It was so cool. It was so special. This was back when they were just a little brewery in a garage. Steve and I even like sought after it. And, oh. Uh, yeah, no war tortoise. War tortoise bourbon barrel is no joke. No, I've 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 had war tortoise before. This one. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Oh, but during wonderful. the taproom days, I I had them, and I ended up getting like the the only keg, uh, for their triple sh- shadow shinobi, the triple barrel uh IPA version. Okay. Yep. And I have still a T-shirt that says uh Shadow Ninja IPA. Mm-hmm. And they got sued for it. And so they had to change their name. So I have an original uh, Lewitt Shadow IPA t-shirt. Nice. So I was like, I, and it's actually one of the more comfortable t-shirts too. It's one of those like cotton and, and latex blends. Oh, so yeah. It stretches out and it's like, oh. Stretches, so but super soft. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One of those. It's like, oh, this, this is good quality That's all stuff. I wear. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's great stuff. <laughs> Um, also, funny thing is, I got to meet the graphic artist who designed all the War Tortoise. Oh, nice! And and everything. He came to the bar, and he also designed um, Vagabond's uh, Attack Owl IPA cover. Mm. Same guy. So nice. I think I did a. Oh no, I didn't do a video. I did a. I did a Photoshop job. That's what I did. Yeah. He, he liked the Photoshop job. All right. Um, I can't get over that aroma. No, it's, it's <laughs> that a good is beer. magically it is, good. It is a good beer. Um, I know. I, even at the, the bottle room place I was at, you know, the, you know, the one, uh, there was just, I was holding it in my hand. I was like, do I buy this? 
do I buy? And I still walked away with $40 worth of beer. Right. You know, in individual bottles. And it's like, and I bought the $2 to $5 bottle range. It was like, yeah. And I'm holding a bottle that's that's 40 bucks just in my hand. I, like, I could buy uh-huh. a week's worth of beer with this one price. Or this one bottle. Or I buy this one bottle that I won't drink. <laughs> but I need it for my collection. Right. Right. So I'll So I have to get back. two so I can drink one and then keep the other one in the collection. It's, well, that's the thing is, is so it's like, okay, I'll just wait a week and I'll tell my wife, oh, it came out now. <laughs> I have to buy it now. Last week was for me. Yeah. This is for my collection. Yeah. No, this one's for the channel. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to make a video on this and yeah. I'll make a couple bucks at the end of the month. It'll, it'll make it all back. It's right, fine. Right. <laughs> Starting to feel like your YouTube channel is just a big pyramid scheme. Oh, it is. It totally is. <laughs> Pay me to drink beer so I can buy beer, please. Is it wait? Isn't that what your channel is? It's pretty much what my channel is. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me to do tech stuff and drink beer. Right. Please. I. I do want to get to a super chat really quick, but then I'm going to circle back to that. Uh, Zachary sends over fifty dollars. Thank you very much, oh, Zach. Dang. Uh, and this is more of a question for John because I am definitely not the programmer, but he, it's a very interesting question. Uh, is it's nerf or nothing a combinational logic statement or an indication that nerf is not null? If it's combinational logic, can you use other logic operands uh, such oh. as nerf and and nothing? Uh, does it evaluate to true with nerf <laughs> equals nothing or does it fail? You're, you're going <laughs> way too far with it. <laughs> what is nerf defined as? Now? Right. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Nerf uh, is just a pointer for another value. I mean, we're going to. Yeah, exactly. So you have to define because nerf could technically be n- null mm-hmm. because it could be null or nothing. Uh, or it could be null and quotation mark. So really, we could define whatever we want here. Um, and it, you could be true or false. So depending upon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I had that, something. That's... I had something funny I wanted to say. Uh, what were we talking about before the super chat? Uh, okay. What were we talking about? Uh, I said beer. Um, more beer. More beer. Oh, that's oh I, was, I, I was talking about. So people pay you to just uh, build computers and drink beer. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to thinking because I had, I think it was my niece, asked me what I do. Like, I know you're a YouTuber, but what do you do? And that's a really hard question to answer because what you see is not what I do. But what you see is also not how I make money. Like it's totally weird Um, because like 65% of my revenue probably comes from ad sales and, and getting those sponsorships, you know, today's video is brought to you by it's getting those. And I only get those because I make content that you guys want to watch. And yeah, YouTube gets me a cut and I get a cut from Amazon and eBay and a couple other affiliate programs that I have and whatnot. Um, but my job is to make videos so people will like me so I can sell ads to people who watch my videos. (laughs) Yeah. But how do you explain that? Right. But but none of those go into like 
why I do what I do. Like it's it's this weird. <laughs> I was she she asked and I I was thinking about it and like I I don't know. <laughs> like I know how I, I make know. money and I know what I do, but those are in no ways related to each other. Oh yeah. Now what I do allows me to make money, but it's not that I make this video and I get paid. It's that people watch the video and people who want to present their things to those watching will pay me money to make that video, but they don't care about the video and the people watching don't care about the ads. <laughs> no, but the people that, but the video has to be the... good. So people continue watching. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, essentially you should just start telling her instead of I do YouTube is I have my own TV show. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, that is, that is what, the internet basically is everyone got their a uh, potentially their own tv show especially now with cell phones and everything you can make your own tv show everyone's always talking about i remember like the family guy episode where peter has the soundtrack uh people walking with him throughout his whole life or the tv uh where the, the cable broke and he's got to walk around with tv yeah yeah and, li and his life is a tv episode think of the, that was an early episode wow that was an early that was like episode, episode four oh. But that's back life, when death but... was still in the in the names of every episode. <laughs> oh, that was great. Death was awesome. <laughs> um, Love you, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, with with modern technology, a lot of YouTube stuff or or TikTok, Twitter, all the other streaming services that are out there, you can essentially make your life or a subject you enjoy or knowledgeable about. Right. Um, a tv show essentially that's what it is and yeah. then ads can then or companies can pay you for ads what is a commercial uh you know and blah blah, blah. i essentially so, run my own small television studio i mean if you really exactly. want to think about it if you really want to think and about I, the dumbest down point and i throw it on to public studio. broadcasting and i happen to have sponsors that are based around my content and yeah that's it that's it. That that is that is what YouTube and and all of the channels that are on there are are just the infinite number of public broadcasting. Right. Yeah, but no, it it's it's weird trying to explain to people. Like, I don't I don't even say I I do YouTube anymore. Like that was a short lived explanation for what I do. Like I was really excited for six months until everyone asked me what I did and I had to explain it. And it's like that's ah, not interesting. Uh, so anymore, I just say I make educational videos or I, I make, tutorials. I make tutorials. Um, yeah. I, I work in advertising. I mean, that's more akin to what I do. So, well, I was, I was trying to explain to my wife what discord and, and paint, well, not discord, but, but like what Patreon, mm -hmm. what Patreon is. And she's like, and then what benefits like creators can use. And she's like, that's so stupid. But I was like, but you don't get it. It's it's like the community. It's like imagine watching your favorite creator of X TV show, and if if it was only cost a dollar, a cost you one dollar a month for a subscription to where you could then talk to that person directly. Wouldn't you take that? You know, right? And like that's that. But then at the same time, that is revenue in your hands. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have that work to where you have to respond to that. You're always right. on that 
Yeah, I mean, you could be like, uh, you know, one of the bigger creators or something and have their own Discord or Patreon and be like, you're never on it. And, you know, everyone tags you. But no, for you and, and the other mods too, right. whatever, uh, when someone tags us, we take the time and effort and we scan the channel. You know, we respond back to you because that, you look, you paid for that perk. We're going to give you that perk. We're, and that's work. Right. You know, we're not just sitting around. And so, but the best part is too, is because we do that. And that community that we've grown in that Patreon is worth joining. So it's only a dollar a month to join. <laughs> I was like, get it to the segue, awesome John. Community. Come on. <laughs> I know. I was like, come on. I, I had something building that wasn't getting there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but join the Patreon. It's only a dollar a month minimum. You can donate more if you like this content. Maybe you want to sit there and tell us all off and say it's the worst content you've ever seen. Why would you ever do that? Well, you know what? It only costs you a dollar a month to tell us off in person, or at least not in person, but directly to us. Um, we'll probably ban you right away, but you know, so we'll take your dollar, uh, whatever. But it's an awesome community. It's not just tech. That's the thing. It is a community. There is trade. There is cars. There is tutorials of how to do stuff. There's food and beverage. There's a whole joke section. There is a whole private chat just for this show where you can, if your your chat gets lost in the main YouTube page, we see the main one mm -hmm. over here for the Patreons. And we get to see that one, perp, uh, you know, and we get to joke with other. There are other YouTube creators that probably spend more time in our Discord. There are people telling me right now on the Discord chat that this is the worst content they've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. So come on, join it for a dollar a month, if not more. It's just a minimum. It's awesome. I guarantee you for that $1, you would not be disappointed for at least one month. Yep. Um, I don't want to push it that much harder, but I will say Patreon has become a main dollar maker for the channel. Like I make more on Patreon than I do on YouTube. Um, YouTube AdSense, it is not not the majority of my income. It's not even close. Um, I make more on Patreon than I do YouTube, Amazon, eBay. Uh, Patreon's like number two to ad revenue, uh, like sponsored ad revenue. Uh, and it allows me to do some of the more off-the-wall projects. Like, uh, hold on here. Hold on. So remember how I said it's a little disingenuous for me to sit here and say, like, with my pile of graphics cards, you guys shouldn't buy the... RX 50 or 6500 because, like, it's it's just a... You should just wait. Like... Like, you guys should really just wait and, and buy that graphics card, or not buy that graphics card, because, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a fun video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one I'm pretty sure I'm going to call the meme machine. <laughs> That's going to be the meme machine. That video is going to be a thousand threads in a single chassis. Oh my god! <laughs> one thousand CPU threads in one chassis. Oh, how many? How many jokes are in that script, Jeff? I don't know. Yeah, Rhett's not done writing it for me yet. <laughs> Rhett's going through it. And he, he's going. Well, actually, the funny thing is, Rhett actually knows quite a few like local comedians too. Right. 
And so Jesper, he's probably going, like, hey, man, is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? And they're probably going back and I don't know a damn thing about tech, right? <laughs> Shut up. Right. Uh, all, all I know is Morrowind sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the Matrix 4 sucks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, the Patreon is the reason I can do some of these weird off-the-wall projects with, you know, 2013 Xeon Phi processors that were a a, a commercial failure, but also yeah. powered some of the world's most powerful supercomputers for a good number of years. Like, these were in the world record-setting supercomputer, I think, for five straight years before it was broken. Like... Yeah. There's some power well, here. Again, too, if people were talking about, like, where's content, where's content? And earlier on, the very beginning of the show, I was saying, if you want to, join the Patreon. Like, um, the gaming rig, the the setup that you did of all the videos. Well, there was content of the struggles you had with that in the Discord. Oh, don't even get me so, started on my retro rig. Yeah, but so if you want to see extra content it's behind the scene features but again it's it's not just so, so, that. so john go ahead, go ahead and keep talking i'm i'm gonna you're you're not on the screen right now but i'm gonna okay. give people a very brief sneak preview of uh my retro rocket gaming rig okay. but yeah no it okay you, great you ready for this but hold on i hold on. i whoa. hold on uh, there it is uh, oh yeah millennial baby oh i wasn't even in high school uh <laughs> But if, if <laughs> it's still low. Oh, the wavy graphics. I'm sorry, I can't continue yeah. because this is so awesome. The graphics. Oh, I think I just had a <laughs> special moment there. You okay, John? That sound. That you okay? Sound. Take you back? Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> um, Good thing you don't have my crotch anymore. Right. I'm not wearing yeah. pants. Um, uh no but uh that that's sick that's awesome yeah. and that's if i remember correctly you're saying all original not original parts but like upgradable parts on original uh kind of uh this is it's like a this is what's like called a, a retro rocket where it's a yeah modern it's modern or new hardware running old operating systems yeah so like, i was gonna say like those old sports cars or, or classic cars yeah it, it's they take the body and everything but it, the engine's better right it's a uh it's a retro mod yeah um and so uh instead of a retrofit or a rebuild it's a retro mod and so yeah um where i didn't go and source like an original pentium 3 uh wait wait hold on even though he has one Sorry, I did source some original unused Pentium 3s. This is a 933 Pentium 3. But who wants to run a case that big? Um, now, I do have a board that'll run two of these. Uh, so that might be for another project for another day. Yeah. But I didn't want a retro gaming rig that was this massive tower. I wanted, like I tried to build in my last retro video, a small, compact, silent computer that would run windows 98 natively um yeah. i finally got it working today everything works Ooh. everything works nice <laughs> uh um you know actually the one thing we don't pip out too much is uh is likes likes and subscribes hit that because honestly right now for this video we, we're always talking about we want to get the youtube revenue up 
like Jeff was saying, it's, it's Windows Millennium. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want that? So like it. Come on, there's 114 people watching. We got 47 likes. That means more than half of you haven't hit there, hit that button before. But so go ahead and hit that. If you haven't, if you're watching after the show, hit that subscribe button too. Uh, yeah, we got some other news we could start yes. talking about. Let's get into that. Um, what, what do you want to hit for us? Because we got we got a little bit of both. Um, I think we got to talk about the whiskey news. Okay, we got to talk about this. It, it was it was a light news, and then I found this, and I was like, oh, we got to talk. We got we got to talk about this one. Yeah, and so the world. So hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, so, okay. So John, okay. how many how many bottles of whiskey do you have in your house? Okay, so yeah, you know that that's that's a good point. Uh, I was talking about this to my brother. I probably only have. It's under 20. It's under 20. Right. Um, like like 15, 15 to 18. That's around what I have. Um, I have... Uh, you probably have more than I do, actually. Actually, right now yeah. I'm sitting... Uh, my total bar is definitely bigger. I, I have a wider variety okay. of, of spirits. But as far as, like, whiskey, um, I usually sit about 15 to 20. Um, I have a 45-bottle bar is usually yeah. around what I carry. Um, and actually, as of late, I'm a little light on that. I'm not quite at 45 anymore. Um, but yeah, 15, 20 bottles. It's a pretty decent collection ranging from scotch to Irish to bourbon to rye to American whiskey, yeah. a couple Canadians. Like it's yeah, a good I have Canadian, I have Japanese. Yeah. It's a good mix, right? I'm yeah. pretty proud of my home bar. Uh, well, it kind of pales in comparison to the 9,000 bottles in the <laughs> world's largest collection of whiskey that just sold for just over Four and a half million dollars. Yep. Private, private, world's largest private collection. Yeah, private collection. Private. Um, actually, one of the world's largest non-private collections is up in Seattle, and we were planning on going there right before the pandemic hit. We were starting to talk to the owner to do an interview. We were, we were. He, because he was taking interviews too. Yeah. So, um, but uh, more yeah. content that Corona killed. Yes, exactly. Gosh. More road trips and, and stuff. We had so many good <laughs> trips planned. <laughs> we did. It sucked. But uh, $4.5 million. And uh, so this guy uh, accumulated all of these uh, whiskeys actually within a 10-year span. So yeah. if you think about it, that's actually not super long. Uh, 9,000 bottles within 10 years right. is a lot, actually. Right. You know? uh that's what is that 90 bottles a year and some of these bottles are worth thousands of dollars right uh i don't know how what this guy does for a living 900 bottles a year or 900 bottles yeah. a year so yeah sorry what is it what does this guy do <laughs> um, obviously yeah, better than me yeah i know <laughs> i mean uh so he has over like 150 scottish distilleries and everything uh, the guy who bought this wants to uh, be named anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, As would so, I. I. I have enough yeah. friends contacting me. So, um, <laughs> 600 American whiskeys. Uh, just, gosh, a lot of stuff. I would have loved, unfortunately, I couldn't find, like, an inventory. That that was one thing I was looking for, if there was um, an article with all of his inventory. <laughs> to see if there's anything super special in it. Uh, I think the the photos in this article are probably just stock stuff. I don't I don't th- think any of it are his. But um, yeah, uh, if if 
if you want to get a couple million dollars, uh, John, I'll go halves on it with you. Yeah, you know, well, I, I mean, I mean, it'll next... it'll live at my house, but oh, okay. Well, 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 my point was, you know, if we just want to spend the next uh, ten years uh, buying bourbons and whiskeys, you know, it's a four point five million dollar investment. We'll we'll make money. It's just a ten year ten year investment. We just start buying liquor for the next ten years. We get nine thousand bottles of stuff, and we'll make four point five million. Boom! There you go. Easy money. Something what? tells me a good number of the it's, bottles it's, in this collection I couldn't afford right now. <laughs> like one of them. It's it's for it. Just think about like for your son. Like on I his bet 10th birthday, I bet you there's a couple in there that cost more than my cars combined. Oh, I know. That's well. That's what I was wondering. With like, how much does this guy make when he's mm-hmm. when he's spending all this money? Although, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Fifteen years. It was a fifteen-year adventure. Uh, yeah. So sorry, I was off. By the way, if you're on the Patreon, tune into the after party because the uh, the WSV, the biggest hater in the world, the story goes on. <laughs> so right before the sh- right before the show started. Uh, I, uh, I, cu- I replied to a comment that he had sent me three days ago uh, where he commented like, I'll, I'll watch you set up a Synology NAS every day of the week. I've never set up a Synology NAS. I don't know what channel he thinks I am, but that's not me. Uh, I, I do true NAS and like server stuff. Like Synology is great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't do Synology. Um, so I said, you really are going to sit here and complain about free content not being exactly what you want it to be. I subscribe to Disney Plus, but only watch The Mandalorian. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That was my reply. I thought that would get rid of him. It did not. <laughs> I'm going to read that on the after party. So if you are not already on the Patreon, go join the Patreon. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Didn't buy my bits, set up a Synology. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a noob. Okay. <laughs> so then so then maybe he was still sitting there talking about Jason. Like, I'm so drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, craft, Jason. I found Jason's alt. The same. <laughs> <laughs> the same one. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you watched it or not. <laughs> I, had, I had a great time hanging out at his New Year's uh stream i didn't get a chance get a chance to check his out like i so i uh i i didn't do anything like you know special or anything like that. I went to, we, I, we canceled all our plans yeah, yeah so uh we we went to steve my, my son wanted to spend the night at steve's house uh-huh. i was like eh, that, that was the first time so I was like, all right we'll just spend it with steve and his wife yep. so we're we, we didn't even like like here's three bottles of something okay well that's it hey look at that two new patrons just like that (laughs) all right yeah (laughs) two bucks um but we did that and then um i think we stayed till like 11 o'clock at their house or 10 10 30 10 45 and uh i came back here and i was like you know i'm gonna go to bed or just relax and then big big spoon like it's just like messaging me dude get get on the show get on the show <laughs> and jason is just gone and then i just do like a, a like i think it was like a two dollar page you know like chat yeah, at yeah. the minimum he has yeah and then he goes off on like this 10 minute spiel yeah hops and brews he's like a really cool dude <laughs> like totally <laughs> drunk i was like all right i'll give you five more bucks keep going jason <laughs> uh. 
he was so funny when uh uh so i, I i've met jason twice in person two days apart um uh so ces 2020 jason was there we met him up for drinks uh on monday night and then on wednesday he also came up and uh was on this show was on talking heads mm -hmm. uh the best live show in all of tech yeah. youtube uh definitely worth your time uh so uh it was steve and i who were on the show as well as uh epos box was on that one uh well we decided you know we drink actual beer on the show and of course we show up and jason's already got like three bud light oranges in him uh and <laughs> he's got like a water right that's water right and, and so we showed up with some actual craft beer uh we started him off with an arrogant bastard from stone <laughs> oh yes god that, that must have been a big shock for him right there in flavor that was fun that was such a good show uh oh oh i have a video coming out and uh i know um because I, I wanted to make an Epos Fox joke, mm -hmm. um, because one of it is it's it's Bud Light's seltzers, but it's their hard sodas. And so it's basically Sunkist. It's Sunkist <laughs> soda. <laughs> it's like oh, Sunkist soda. We can get I can get an Epos Fox to drink this, and it <laughs> looks like Sunkist soda wow. too. It's like it's it's looks like soda yeah. I mean, it's a five percent i haven't watched soda. that one yet but uh, I, well i have i haven't i haven't put it okay out. I no I, it I, I i saw your uh your your thumbnail for the, the for the bud light sours yeah, the so yeah and uh, i don't like doing those videos but yeah. it's just one of those like uh, they're slow burners yeah it's like, okay you have to do those every now and then yep okay great whatever your excuse um, is john i mean yeah well, you, I mean, you do you yeah. <laughs> I, I literally save up all of those. I have a four pack of every single one of those, Jeff, that has your name on it. Yeah. So you're going to get uh, a Christmas pack, a pumpkin seltzer. Yeah. I got them all saved. They're, they're with the back of my fridge for you. That's part of my storage problem is all of these crappy beers that are for GF. <laughs> I got two pickle beers waiting for you. I got a spicy. I got a regular. Um you're lucky you don't have the the bourbon barrel aged ones, because I only could get a hold of one of those. Uh, what else we got? Some news in. Uh, didn't Tom Cruise make the news recently? Mission Impossible something. Yes, uh, actually. Mission Impossible is going to space. Yes, and in more <laughs> ways than just on the silver screen. Uh, so. Tom Cruise is reportedly involved and is set to produce a movie. Uh, and they have signed a deal with Axiom to build an orbital studio. Yep. Let me repeat that. <laughs> Tom Cruise has signed a deal to produce a movie with Axiom to build an orbital studio attached to the International Space Station. <laughs> This will be essentially an inflatable dome that will be a movie set attached to the like International the Space screen. Station. Yeah. Well, although, you know, okay, let me ask this. Okay, so if they ever want to do anti-gravity stuff, they so the way to film it is you, you do that airplane ride, right? That's 
uh, that's how they did all of Apollo 13. Or, or you just ignore physics and, and you end up with whatever the heck that uh, uh, Sandra Bullock gravity oh, was. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. What okay. pisses me off is didn't that win an Academy Award for special effects? Oh, and it was some of yes, the worst did. visual effects I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, the only thing I liked about that movie was there was... The people from The, the Matrix of, were going, that's not half bad. Well, no, it was the lack of sound because that was the one thing. Like, an explosion would happen or nothing. Like, oh, well, that's actually realistic. Right. There's no sound in space. So this is realistic. Mm-hmm. But it was like everything else, not so good. So right. I would have given them an Academy Award for sound editing. And the guy would just like, I just deleted everything. Yeah. I edited it because I deleted it. Yep. Um, but I I wasn't like the Fast and the Furious. Didn't they go to space last time? I don't remember. The last did they do whatever in orbit? But I, I am curious versus the cost of doing a movie with those airplanes and all that fuel or anything to then I'm betting this would be a pure blue screen, green screen, whatever, how you want to say it. And with the stupid billionaires, trillionaires of the world to be like, oh, I got my own penis-shaped rocket. It's past nine, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> how how cheap is that? Like, oh, let's just put Jeff Bezos in our Looks movie. Looks like a giant. Johnson! Yeah. Let's just put Jeff Bezos in our movie for like 30 seconds or Amazon. This movie's sponsored by Amazon. And then we'll be able to have all of our crew up there. Yeah. You know, for 30 days, which it's only going to be one scene then, you know, let's like the, let's make this a the, the, the makeout scene or something like that. <laughs> or or Tom Cruise has got to hold his breath in Mission Impossible Wasn't there 12. supposed to be a porn filmed in space at one point? <laughs> like, know. I remember uh, reading somewhere that there was a contract signed and then the, the production company bailed or something like that. But they had actors the signed up to go. They had the cleanup crew, cleanup detail on stand, but like, like it was ready to go into production. And <laughs> there are so many adult jokes I could make. You're gonna have to join the Patreon mm-hmm. to hear. Um, <laughs> we'll play catch up later. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I I, I like I, okay as much as I do like making fun of the, the Jeff Bezos, I do like the idea of the technology being pushed yep. and the cheaper fuel and everything. I really actually do like that aspect. That yeah. does bring innovation. This, we're going to make fun of it for a long, long time, but it could bring innovation. It could do something, but it just being a movie studio, I don't know. Um, there, I, I really hope something else comes out of this. I, I don't know. I whatever maybe tom cruise is is trying to find that alien that dropped all those creatures in the volcano i don't know although actually i will say i am looking forward to top gun i can't work on that the new one he does uh what else we got oh something i am personally looking forward to and that link did not work from the description yes uh i fixed the link all you have to do is delete the first half of it you'll see www.dosgaming there's an amp link on the front of it i see it i see it i missed it Uh, anyway uh uh, so yes coming soon to steam february 2022 is a half-life 2 fan mod called half-life 2 overcharged and i will say i'm 
kind of excited about this one. I am too. I am um, too. I watched the trailer. So this is a complete rework of Half-Life 2 in the Source engine. Uh, rather than being just like a repolish or whatever, this is kind of a reimagining with 50 weapons, uh, as well as more accurate player movement, uh, quality of life enhancements, and, and so on and so forth. Extended maps. Right. Yeah. And so this is like a next generation Half-Life reimagined with some modern tech on board. Um, this is, yeah, the ultimate fan-made, reimagined, redone Half-Life, essentially. Right. That got the okay to go through. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, it, go click the link in the description. Check out the trailer. It's If you are a fan it's of Half-Life, it's amazing. I am... Steve and I used to do Half-Life and Half-Life 2 mm -hmm. like land parties all the time. Was right up there with one of the best first I have Half-Life on my retro machine. Yeah, no, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, the best part of Half-Life, the original tagging. I loved oh, tagging. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tagging and uh there was that the alien gun and like you'd pet it and it's like spat out the the tongue or whatever. Yeah. But I just love the little things that Half-Life did. Of like he had it, but then he'd pet it, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And there was some just cool, weird detail stuff that they did. But if you watch the trailer, all of that stuff is still there, but it's bumped up in the better graphics. It seems to be smoother, yeah. extended. Uh, um, like I said, maps. Yeah. Uh, it's the same classic maps you like, but they're like, "Hey, let's add this extra room here. Let's add this extra room." They made it bigger. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the full port of Half-Life 2 into the Half-Life Alex Source 2 engine. That's what uh, I want. Good God. Yeah. Um, I, I've talked about Half-Life Alex a number of times as a master class in virtual reality uh, immersion. And uh, holy crap. My, my best virtual reality experience up until Half-Life Alex was playing one of the original Half-Life 2 VR mods with an Oculus DK2 and the Razer Hydra controllers, which by controllers, I mean one of them was strapped to my chest to get positional data and the other one I held out in my hand. Um, and uh, playing just the original City 17, the, the opening scene where you're... Uh, you know, pick up that can and and you walk through the train yard and, and whatnot and then you're on the run from the Covenant and there's that scene where you you run around and you have to jump on top of the train. Right? In VR. Simple scene. Like, incredibly complex. But uh <sighs> every fiber in your body says don't do it <laughs> oh, oh, no, you're yeah, looking down at a moving train well yeah no i mean uh okay back kind of like old school us uh back at the tap room uh the arcade you'll have upstairs. to excuse me for just one second i have a little bit of a thing knocking on my door so uh i will be right but, back uh, but but to, uh jeff's saying is uh so back in the day i had the tap room and we're uh, Jeff and Jeff started the channel. He started a VR arcade above it. And one of the things that we did was um, we had kind of not, and that wasn't a horror thing, but uh, he had a 
uh, I think it was a tight wire simulator. And we put a two by four on the floor <laughs> and we had people walk on that while they're doing the tight wire simulator. And they were freaking out just because your brain is telling you uh, you're, you're balancing and you're on this and you get so immersed into it. And that's the same thing with Half-Life Alex and everything and these VR games. You will get so immersed into them. Um, the other one, uh, Arizona Sunshine. I keep telling people, I mean, that's still an early game, but you get so into it and so immersed, you forget you're just in this, you know, 10 by 10 environment of whatever. And you start freaking out over time. All right. So we got uh, a little bit of a couple of chats, super chats. I will save the special Jason one for Jeff. Uh, I got Jake Dill, Smode Forever, the only and the one and only Half Life mod you'll ever need for any other reason, right? Oh, I love my Half Life mods. Steve and I would do the tagging and the skin mods, and we'd have like Kermit the Frog versus Optimus Prime. It was some of the best mods. I loved Half-Life mods. Uh, we got Michael546. Not talking about the new Intel Fab. Uh, no, so again, a little bit slower uh, news week today. So we're just, just enjoy the ride. It's talking heads. We can then talk about whatever we want. If there's something specific you want to talk about, again, if you're part of the Discord, we do a whole two hour plus after show. There's something we missed. We get to talk about it in there. I'm like, hey, we didn't see that this week, whatever. Come, come join the Discord. We have no problem. You can even submit articles of what you want us to talk about the next following week or the day of, blah, blah, blah. If you're part of the Discord, you get to do that type of stuff. Uh, Jeff. Yo. Everything good? Everything's good. Uh, so, All right. So, you missed a super chat. Oh, did I? Yes, I see that. Uh, so okay. Bite My Bit says, noob equals thousands in free hardware. Well, consider uh, consider the source and who they sent it to. Like Exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, no, so I just had my, my four-year-old little bit knocking on my door. Uh, very cute. Dink, 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 dink. And so I went ahead and muted and, and like, okay, you're supposed to be in bed. But I opened the door and she goes, I need you to stop that. It's annoying me. <laughs> I said, what? She goes, you're talking. It's too loud. I'm trying to sleep. You're annoying me. <laughs> I love four and five year olds. They just like tell you what it is. And I was like, they don't care. Uh, I said, okay, I will uh, try to be quieter. I, I so I, I walked in the door from work and I came in to my son in his underwear with a pair of boots on and not his boots, but my wife's boots. So they're like, you know, up to his thighs. And he's holding his giant foam uh, Link Master Sword. <laughs> And just like pointing it like at me, like ready to go double arm. He's like, I'm a bad guy and you're a good guy and I'm going to kill you <laughs> and I'm going to get you. And I'm like, yeah, you you look like what a bad guy would look like in that outfit. He's yep. like, yes, I do. <laughs> and he just like stabs me. He's like, you're dead now. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> uh, so a couple of years ago, many, many years ago, I think I only had one kid at the time. Um, I walked into a Goodwill and I found a couple of the Nerf uh, Edge swords, the giant Nerf foam swords, oh, yes. the really high quality ones. They're like 30 bucks a piece. 
I got them for two bucks a piece. I bought two of them. Oh, and yeah. I came out of the store with them, and my wife goes, what in the hell do you need those for? And I went, because one day we're going to have more than one kid, and they're going to need to defend themselves. We still have yep. those swords, and we play with them all the time. Oh, yeah. No. It's a, well, well, now he's like, he's asking me for Darth Hold on, one, hold on because, one sec. Sorry. That's fine. I'll be back. That's fine. I get it. Oh, I, I get it. I totally get it. All right. But yeah, it's it's having. I actually get this this question asked a few times. Is like, oh, having kids is not worth. It. Like, honestly, like boy or girl doesn't really matter. Having a kid is is one of the best things in my life. Uh, and then my my wife gets so annoyed. I used to have a. Or I I didn't use that. I I had a big collection of swords. Still do. And most of them, ninety nine percent of them are decorative. I only have like two actual swords. But my son loves playing with them now. And then I go and buy him foam swords. But the really odd reason, my son resonates with all the bad guys in video games. Like, I introduced him to Final Fantasy VII, and he's like, oh, I'm Sephiroth, and you're Cloud. Uh, <laughs> so... And I'm going to kill you. So, so we had <laughs> one of the best weekends of football I've seen in a long, long time. Oh, the with, LA? With the divisional playoff games. Yeah, Holy that was, those were some good games. Three walk-off Except field goals in an overtime. Like, oh, yeah. yes. Um, by the way, Matthew Stafford, if anyone deserves it, God, I, I, God, he deserves honestly, it. Honestly, here's, here's what I want. I want I want Chiefs versus L.A. I, as much as I don't want, but I'd like L.A. to win. Yeah. I really that's, do. that's that's the game I want. I want to see a good. I want form. I want to see Bengals LA because it's been so long for both of them. I I think it'd be a great. I think that so the Kansas City I, I want Bengals I want game, the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. That's what I want to happen. Ah, uh, I don't. I I think it'll happen, but I think they're going to get spanked. Uh, but I'd love to see. Un, I love underdog stories. I love underdog games. Yeah. My I got my wife liking football just from underdog games. Yeah. And now she's just constantly watching football. She's like, I don't care who who's that supposed to win. I want that team to win. And you know every game. Yeah. And and. Uh, but yeah, I I want Rams versus Bengals. That's the matchup that I want to see, and I want to see LA take it. I just I just want to see a. Also, I also want to see. A, I'd like to see LA take it. Yeah. Uh, I also want to see a good Super Bowl, though. Yes. I don't want a twenty to nine. You know, and the nine came in the fourth quarter at the last three minutes. Yeah. Uh, type of a thing, like the past couple of games were. I basically I want to see the um, uh, LA versus or not. Um, uh. uh, uh, uh who was it? It was Kansas City. Who did they just play? Oh, Buffalo. 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 Kansas City versus Buffalo. I want that. I wanted that to be the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a great Super Bowl. You know. Can I just say uh, overtime but, rules need changed? Like, like uh, let's go to college overtime because there's nothing better than college overtime. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. No, I hate. I, but, I want you got to get the ball twice. Yeah, but you, you got to have a chance. You got to have a chance. Right. It, it, the game is supposed to be about all three facets, you know, offense, defense, special teams. What's great yeah. about college overtime is you have to perform in all three assets to win the game. You yeah. get offense, defense, special teams all working every possession, period. Um, and it, it it's good. It is so good. Instead of just a, yeah, we're just going to go sudden death. First goal wins. It's like, 
No, I don't like that. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't like that. Right. It's, it's If you win it, okay, great. But then the other team still gets to try. That's what it needs to be. Um, although I will say the other rule I really want, I know we're getting on to sports, which is not a big uh, thing on this show. I, I, I was, I brought up the football because okay. you, you mentioned that your son always latches on to the, the bad guys. Bill, and, and, yeah. You know, I want to kill you and thing. Um, Every time I watch sports, uh, we will, uh, I'll, I'll be sitting there watching the TV, got it up on the big screen or whatever else, and little bit will come in, and uh, and she loves watching basketball and loves watching football, doesn't understand a lick of it, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> but, but loves oh, watching it with me, and uh, she'll go, which team are you rooting for? And I said, oh, we're the, we're the red team this time. Oh, well, yeah. I want to go for the blue team. My, that's what my son does. Every time. Yep. Every, Every time. time. Yep. Oh no! So my son does. You like uh, Golden State? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> my my son will say, like. What's your team, Dad? And it's like this team. Well, I'm going. My son's favorite color is red. So any team that even has red mm-hmm. anywhere in the color, it's like, oh, that's my team, Dad. You mean you're going for my team, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. Okay. Good. Mom, what are you going for? Well, we're we're gonna beat you you know it's <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's so yeah. um but then uh the 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 sad thing is and this is gonna be controversial is my son is a huge tom brady fan <sighs> and not because it's it's because my wife hates tom brady sorry to hear it's you'll never have grandchildren it, it, it's not it's not that that i my <laughs> wife and and i'll all in all honesty I don't hate Tom Brady. And I explained this to my wife of like, cause she's like, I hate, she hates Tom Brady. Like what a passion. Um, and I said, it's like, okay, look, I like rooting for the Blazers, but when Michael Jordan plays the Blazers, I still want to see Michael Jordan play, but I'm rooting for the Blazers, but I like seeing Michael Jordan play. There was nothing better than, than, uh, Kobe versus uh, Brandon Roy, like yeah. like I hate the Lakers with a fiery passion, but at the but same I time, Kobe I want to see Kobe Bryant against Brandon Roy. Like exactly, yeah. It's just like I I want to I like I, and then okay, my team's not uh, out. Well, I kind of want to see history being made. Then. Right back back before then, like I would go to Blazer games and 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 we'd be watching you know the tail end of the Jail Blazers and whatnot. So we've got. Uh, uh, you know, an aging, gosh, even drawing blanks on the name. We've got an aging Rashid Wallace who we're thinking about oh, trading yeah. to Detroit. And we've got, uh, what was it? yeah. Uh, anyway, I would go to the Blazer games because the Nuggets are coming to town and they've got Chauncey Billups and, uh, uh, oh gosh wasn't a nugget fan so kidding he was on the blazers last year good lord oh god um oh oh i know he got traded to la again yeah 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 yeah. i know who you're talking yeah oh carmelo anthony yeah thank you thank you yeah and so i would go to watch the blazer games and root for the blazers but i also wanted to see the other big names come in and perform and yeah and that was so much fun like and that was one of the games I got to go to was seeing, seeing, you know, the tail end of the jailblazer era. 
against yeah. the up and coming well, Nuggets and whatnot. Like that now, was a great game. Yeah, I, I guess. Okay, back to the the NFL. The the you know the. Playoffs. I'm pretty sure we got our asses kicked too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like okay, I don't know. Did you see the Buccaneers versus? Uh, you know, LA, it was like, of course okay, I did. I, I'm, I'm course. a Lions fan. Of course I'm watching but, Matthew Stafford but, in the playoffs but, for the first time ever. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, holy crap, that's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady did his thing. Now, Tom Brady's defense sucked. Tom Brady Tom did what Brady, Tom Brady does. Tom Brady did. He didn't lose. And then Matt, and then Matthew Stafford went 40 seconds. All right. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it was, it was Matthew Stafford versus, the Buccaneers defense. It wasn't Matthew Stafford versus Tom. It wasn't right. the LA defense versus Tom that, Brady. That game was everything a Lions game ever was. Like, but like then they they did it. Like like we have an like you'll have an amazing offense or an amazing defense, never both at the same time. And and you'll have one show up and then your team will go, "You know what? We're up 27 to 3. We just need to to ride this one out." Every Seahawks but you, game but you forget that Tom Brady's on the other sideline and he's going, yeah. I got this. And and you and you play not to lose instead of playing to win. Like Matthew Stafford is one of the greatest gunslingers of this generation. Oh, and and you're handing the ball off to a guy who is 28 carries for 21 yards. It's like, yeah. what the hell are you thinking? And and then all of a sudden you need Matthew Stafford to show up and he goes, Yeah, three plays, 80 yards. Pff, got it. Yeah, here it goes. Right. There you go. Right. Boom, there you go. Um, Just run. I'll throw it to you. Yeah, exactly. But again, so it, it, but it was amazing. It was, it was 27 to three by halftime. And then it was 27, 27, 27, 27. Like, because, because it's Tom Brady. Right. And, and it was like, okay, this is And you took your again. foot off his neck. Yes, exactly. And it's like, you take, the, that's, I don't, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm a big Tom Brady. It's like, but this is why I want to watch those games. Mm-hmm. It's that part is entertaining. And my wife's all like, I, I still don't like it. It's like, it's, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but it's like, I want to see Michael Jordan play. I want to see those, those iconic moments in 10 years from now, when everyone's talking about all these new quarterbacks, you're not as good as what's his face. And there's going to be biographies made. And it's like, I watched that game live or I was there right. at that game live. You know, it's like, I want to see that. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, at the same time, I kind of do root for that because I want to see that success story. But at the same time, I do want Matthew Stafford again with the LA Rams. I hope they win the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, if uh, anyone deserves it, it's it's Matthew Stafford after 13 yeah. years on the Lions. Do you want to get through these last two? I want to get through the second story. I'm, I think we're going to okay. brush over the first. Crisis 4 was announced, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I love Crisis 4. Crisis uh, is great. So this is a story I've been following very close for a very long time. And that is the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time decompilation project. Um, I believe we reported on it about a month ago that the decompilation was complete. As in they had turned all of the decompiled code into human readable C. uh, Which means they now have a form of source code for the Ocarina of Time as it relates to all of the system and memory calls that are presented in the Nintendo 64 ROM. Um, Now, that group in particular wasn't exactly aiming for a PC port. They were just looking to know how the game was actually built and, and everything that goes around it. Well, once you have source code, 
you have people who do want to see a PC port, which means in February, there will be an Ocarina of Time Legend of Zelda PC port native with widescreen and 60 FPS and 1080p and higher support and modern controller support and all of the goodness that you ever wanted to love about Ocarina of Time on a PC near you. Now, this is assuming that you own your own legally obtained Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time US ROM, which I'm assuming all of you do. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and you will need to compile your own from source, which means you will need to download the source code project and the associated compiler and then provide your own ROM. And then you will output a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time executable, which you can run on the PC of your choice. Now, why is this not illegal? Well, decompiling to source is not illegal as long as it's a clean room operation, as long as you're not working off leaked material or or insider information or whatever else, it's perfectly fine to decompile an executable back into a native readable code and then recompile your own, as long as you own the original. So, if you own the original, you may be able to play this on PC. That stop. I'm, I'm not going to comment further on that com on that one sentence. If you own the original, right. very shortly you will be able to play it on PC <clears throat> in native PC format as a native Windows executable or Linux executable or Mac executable or whatever else. Uh, yeah. Um, as long as you compile your own. Um, yeah, you make it essentially. You're making it yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ocarina of Time, awesome. Although, if yeah. If you are a Zelda fan, Ocarina of Time is right up there with one of the best top two or three. Yeah. Uh, and then also this coincides with, kind of funny, the uh, Majora's Mask just got released for the Switch too. Yes. Um, and actually a good number of improvements came to the Nintendo Virtual Console on the Switch. Uh, yeah. Where it doesn't suck donkey whatevers. Uh, yep quite as much the fog is back in ocarina of time exactly. uh and they also yeah, released yeah. a couple the they also released a couple new games including banjo kazooie is now on the switch yeah i was never a fan of that but I, some people were i enjoyed so. it like it wasn't uh, it wasn't a favorite of mine but nah. liked it oh it seemed to be a knockoff of um oh gosh what was that playstation one with the tasmanian dude devil guy um Always spun around. I forget what the. Well, that's Tasmanian Devil. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's. But um, the PlayStation. Oh, there was Spyro who spun around. There was Ratchet. Well, and that was Clank. Spyro. He was a he was a dragon. Right. There was there was Ratchet yeah. and Clank. Uh, no, it, there was Jack was and like Daxter. A... No. He he looked like a like a Tasmanian Devil or a fox with like shorts on and sneakers on. Um, oh, uh, he... Crash. Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Yes, yeah. thank you. It just it just felt like a a, a, a Crash Bandicoot. There we go. You know, it, and in some respects, it probably was. So, uh, although technically it had two characters, one on your back and whatever you could do, but it just felt like Crash Bandicoot. Um, although I will say, I had, the only reason it also annoys me is because of a lot of the Raspberry Pis I built. Uh, that one, Banjo-Kazooie, 
was always one of the worst modded uh, for <laughs> RetroPie. Yes. And it was, it was horrible. It was always ran slow. And a lot of people were complaining, that was the one game I wanted. It's like, yeah. I gave you 10,000 legally downloaded Legally games. obtained games that I exactly. own and you also own. That I own and now you also <laughs> own because you paid me for them legally. Um, and why are you complaining about this one game? Big Big Spoon says, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. No, that was... That was... Uh, Gosh, how do you explain Conker's Bad Fur Day? That was Crash Bandicoot translated to Banjo-Kazooie, and then Conker's Bad Fur Day was the X-rated version of the knockoff of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> like, we're two layers removed from the original source material at this point. It's like if Diddy Kong Racing had a had a trailer park living brother. I hated Diddy Kong Racing. I loved that game. That was such a good oh, racing I, game. I, I, like, no, it was, it was so much better than Mario Kart 64. No, yes, no, yes. No. no, the steering in it was horrible. You just the suck at hovercraft, just, and you're pissed no, off the, at that. Hover, and the airplane sucked too. Hold and R, then, and you're fine. It was horrible. The the yeah, basically it was like. They ripped off the go-kart aspect of Mario Kart and then the battle. But then, like, let's throw in these two Ripped other... off. It's their own IP. I Whatever. Uh, Nintendo-owned Rare and Mario and I, Diddy I at the it's time. It's their own IP. Actually, no, I watched the biography, and um, I guess all of the programming, though, for the racing and all three are completely original programming mm -hmm. and uh, intelligence. Uh, from Mario Kart because they said no we have to make this different yeah. and they were banking on the flying and hovercraft yeah. aspect like you were saying yep. uh, but I just I didn't like I didn't. I like loved that game I like I said I liked it better than Mario Kart 64 no I love Mario Kart I, 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 Mario I will Kart still play Diddy Kong Racing over Mario 64 uh, uh, no Mario Kart 64 was revolutionary eh no it was revolutionary it was a though. lot of what I'd seen on the Nintendo 60 or on, on the Super Nintendo um no with... it wasn't super nintendo was flat right it was flat Nin mario kart 64 was 3d it was so much better you had power much better power sliding uh it, it was way a thousand times better smooth I, I i think nostalgia is a hell of a lens because uh right. no, no 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 let me let me uh let me bring up a still frame hold on hold on No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You you deserve this, my friend. Oh, I deserve I deserve to be right. You deserve right. this. I deserve um, so this right. is a still frame from Mario 64. Shocker of all shockers, it's a sprite. I don't care. It still looks SNES was better. flat. Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong Racing used full 3D models for their cars. Sir. I don't care. It was it was still smoother and better. I it was still a sprite. Sure, I don't care. The land was technically three, and they used the sprite, but the racing and the controlling felt smooth. Diddy Kong Racing was choppy. It felt like playing a sixty f for uh, FPS game in twenty four FPS. Huh. Let let's let's see which one's three D and which one's not. This it one's not. Matter what this 3D. one is. This one's not. This one is. 
and it looks like crap. No, it does not. It looks like it does. Look it was like better crap. multiplayer. No, it wasn't. Oh yes, it was. You just oh, didn't have any friends. So, so I had. I was honestly <laughs> four player Mario Kart all the time, baby. Battle Royale three balloons. Where do you think they got bat battle mode from? They ripped that off of Mario Kart. Yeah, not Mario only did Kart they have Battle Royale, they had like four other modes that you could play, and they were all amazing. And they were all crap. No, they were not. You couldn't control the airplane at all. Hundred percent of that game. Well, and th that is like talking about nostalgia of Star Fox and being like. Oh, yeah, I totally controlled the flight aspect of Star Fox. Uh -oh, Which one, SNES or N64? SNES. You didn't control Jack. That was a rail shooter at best. Exactly, but that's what Diddy Kong Racing was. No. You would sit there and hold the joystick so far to the right, and you're just like drifting, it's ever so slow. Right, you got to learn to control the drift. I got to drift. When I barely see the corner in Mario the felt like racing on rails. Oh gosh. No, you because you weren't good at when, it. When you weren't getting run over by a bus or falling off the rainbow road. Because you yeah, you weren't good at it. I'm sorry. I was fine. <laughs> nah, nah, I also hundred percented Mario Kart sixty four. You, you Diddy you was just better. Were like you were like Toad, probably, I assume. Nope. Yoshi. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Yoshi's considered like the beginner racer. He's like he starts off fast but has no acceleration yeah. and no. And, the and problem is you were speed. probably croc on on Diddy Kong Racing when you should have been tip top. No, I was I was always Diddy. You were always, well. That's the problem. It was, was, was like, tip top and pixie. The, the that's main, who you got to go. The as. main character should be the easiest character. Mario's like and the it, third best it, at best. And and at the at the thing. If they don't You're even have Yoshi Donkey is the best Kong, character. No, Yoshi's the Yoshi's the best beginner character. Uh -huh. They're like this guy's the most forgiving. Right. Uh, but they don't even have Donkey Kong in it. That's it's just so dumb. At least the original Mario Kart had Donkey Kong Junior in it. I'm so glad you paid for all this content, everyone. Oh wait, it was <laughs> <Right>? free. <laughs> it's free. It's <laughs> although. I, I honestly, I would pay to see this banter. This <laughs> right. Banter. Well, if you want more of this banter, tune into the after party, which you can only That's get right. to by joining the Patreon link down in the video description. Get on the Discord. We will be live and in person, or at least on chat here very shortly. Yeah. Uh, we do have one more super chat to get to. Denver uh, Fury Three has graphics that hold up today. Uh, what is Fury Three? That's what I was gonna ask. Oh, that's, oh yes. No, Fury 3 is the terminal velocity knockoff that Microsoft built. That's right. Oh, yeah. uh, based on the, was it the build engine? I want to say. That's good. Terminal well, velocity it's, it's, is an amazing game, by the way. It's It's got smooth turning action is what it looks like is a thing. Uh, no, have you ever played terminal velocity? Uh, it sounds very familiar. Uh, if I did, it wasn't that long, but it, you know, it was a pre pre Duke Nukem 3D, uh, 3D atmospheric space shooter where you're. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a planet. So Fury Three yes. was built with that same engine. Okay. Yes, I remember. That's this. right. Like it's it's all coming together now. It's, yeah. Well, it's been so long. I. 
honestly, I never really paid attention to names. It was always like the art cover back then. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's that or the or the thumbnail. What I pick up software, etc. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was always the thumbnail, I but I never looked at what it was named. I was like, oh, that's that game I liked. It's like, oh, then when I start looking at screenshots, oh yeah, I totally remember that game. Yep. Uh, Jeff, what classic computers do you own or have used? Commodore 64, IBM 5150, or anything like? I don't have a lot of retro PCs. That's the weird thing about me. I have an Apple IIgs. Um, my very first computer was a Macintosh LC2. Uh, the first computer I ever built for myself was a 486DX2, 66 megahertz with 12 megabytes of RAM and an 8 gig hard drive. Uh, so I'm not like you know, foreign to the PC thing. Uh, but I did grow up with different architectures. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always been not a platform enthusiast. I've always been a tool enthusiast where I use the right tool for the right job. And I have a MacBook M1 for a laptop and windows 10 on both my desktops. One's AMD, one's Intel. Like I, I, I bow to no man. And I will use, yeah. I will use whatever is the best tool for the job, um, which is why you can trust me. So there we go. Uh, Big Big Spoon says, "Don't forget to like." And Rom points out that the likes are at sixty nine, which makes things difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I I don't know that I can sway you that way right now, but if you feel like <laughs> yeah. liking and breaking the chain, okay. Someone just disliked it, which brought me back down to six. What the hell, people? I'm at 68 now. It was at 69. Oh, my, bad. My, my bad. My bad. Hang on. Damn it, John. <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as old computers that I still own, I still have a 2GS. I still have a matte color classic. I do have a functional dual slot one uh, EATX motherboard. Uh that currently has dual Pentium 2450s in it, which I'm going to upgrade to 933 Pentium 3s. Uh, I'm not sure if that'll make a video or not, but it'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I've been all around the block as far as a lot of different things. Never got a lot of time with a Commodore outside of school. Uh, like Commodores were what I had in third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, and then we've, moved on to early PCs and iMacs, like the the old rainbow acrylic iMacs. I had those in middle schools. They were like the brand new, like 1998 was gonna be like insane, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I had. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to like this video if you haven't done so already. Also subscribe to Craft Computing if you like content like this. If you like the beer content like we did tonight, uh, like uh, the War Tortoise from Lewitt Brewing or the oh, Sanian yeah. Pirate Stout. Uh, really make, sure, make sure to look us up over at Hops and Brews. I'm there every once in a while, and John will fill you in on all the rest of the things that he drinks throughout the week. Uh, lots of fantastic reviews over on his end. Uh, let's see. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow John on pretty much any social media at Hops and Brews. I'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's got an OnlyFans that's to die for. It is.
I'll just let that one <laughs> marinate for a minute. We'll just leave, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, no problem there. I got no rebuttal. Every computer nerd <laughs> should dream at least to use an IBM 5150. Um, hold on. Hold on. Oh, he has something. He has something. Oh. Oh, what's this oh. in the box? Is that an IBM keyboard? Brand new in plastic? I believe it is. <laughs> is that new in uh, that new in stock or <laughs> yeah uh oh by the way do you even have an adapter to fit that keyboard i do um i also have one of these brand new in box oh 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 are you gonna take the ball out <laughs> oh, john you should john wait hang on it's a little fuzzy for me this is the IntelliPoint. This is the first oh, optical there. mouse. Oh, okay. I thought I couldn't see that part. I had to go full screen. Yes. Oh. Yeah. What What is the the, the DPI on that? Uh it's not good. <laughs> like scroll. Um, come on. Come on. Right. <laughs> so so this is natively a USB mouse and does come with a PS2 adapter, so you can plug it into just about anything. Um, that is not a Model M or a Model F keyboard. It is simply an IBM membrane keyboard, mass-produced, early 90s, but not not the buckle spring design, but still a solid membrane keyboard. Um, but uh, yeah, I bought both of those for the retro rig. Plus, I have a surprise edition for keyboard and mouse combo that I will be debuting in the video. And John knows what that is. I do know what it yes. is. I was going to act surprised, but then you said. Yeah, do, no, John knows what that is. I'm not going to reveal <laughs> anything here, but let me tell you, it's good and it's from my childhood. Yes. And if, but if you want to see hints of that type of stuff, you have to join the Discord. Right. I don't know so if we could do pimp that. it any more than we have tonight, but. We have been, right. It is literally second in my revenue stream to all of my. This video okay. brought to you by, and who knows, maybe one day Patreon will bring a video to you by Patreon. There we go. Maybe uh, you all can pay for a video. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Uh, this has been episode 220 of Talking Heads. We are here every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news right here on YouTube. And as always... <laughs>